Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your girl, Lauren Reed, right here from the Lauren Reed Live Show on Water Ice Radio. And we are back again with another amazing episode. And I'm so excited about tonight. But we got to get some, uh, pay some bills out the way, some of that stuff. So, Jay, what's up? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Glad to, I'm glad to be back. Um, very excited for this episode. Uh, <laughs> we got a really cool person coming on. Uh, but I'm, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. So another week in the house in the snow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I thought I was going to be, I don't know, like it's, you know, I, it's one of those winners, you know, I think it's, it's going to be a long one, um, but I'm okay with it. Like whatever. Are you? <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going a little stir crazy. Um, I'm ready to like break loose. Like I'm about to be one of those like COVID fuck it people, excuse me, but that's just what it is. <laughs> But I know it's right. still, I know it's still very real, so I'm just trying to be patient or whatever. Um, really quick, shout out to everyone from the Water Ice Family Camp. I um, just want to say hello to everyone, Hector and Farah. Um, but we are about to get started on this show, and I'm excited about tonight because if you are a true Lauren Re Live fan, you know that when we first started, um, love, relationships, sex was a huge topic for mm-hmm. us on every podcast. Um, this is more when me, me and Jay were just doing it by ourselves, right? We had our own <laughs> yeah. topics. Um, and then people started to like us and say, yeah, we'll come on the show. So yeah. tonight we have someone on, and I'm Jay, I'm going to let you go ahead and induce, introduce who she is and what she does. So you go ahead and take it away. Well, it's kind of funny because she's pretty much family to the Water Ice family already because she's really, she's basically best friends with our very own Farah. Yeah. And that's how I met her. And she's had a very cool, um, she's had multiple careers, but has lived a very cool life. And right now she's um, a premier matchmaker. So for all those that are looking for love in all the wrong places, you got to give this. <laughs> I needed girl. her like a whole year ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you definitely want to look up this, uh, this woman. She's very cool. But without further ado, uh, let's bring in matchmaker experts. Lauren Daddis, welcome to the show. Come on, oh, there she is. Hey, Lauren. There she is. Hi. Hair all big, got the hair did. <laughs> awesome, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are, you don't have a clue. We, we have been searching for such a long time to have the right person on the show. And this is the perfect timing for this. So again, we wanna thank you for um, coming on. So we are gonna jump right into it, right? Um, We know that you have a background in multiple things, but we wanna get this out the way. How the heck did you become a professional matchmaker? It's a good question and I knew you would ask. So um, right place at the right time, which goes to show that anything can kind of happen, which is what I always tell all of my clients. Um, I was out to dinner, with a bunch of girls. One of my girlfriends wanted to like introduce all her different girlfriends. So it was a big girls dinner and there was a matchmaker there. And most of us were single at the time. Um, And the matchmaker was like so excited. She was trying to recruit everyone, talking to every girl about what she wanted, who she wanted. I have this guy and I was just watching her fascinated. Like, this is your job. Um, (laughs) She had been doing it for like 15 years. I was just picking her brain. Um, And by the end of the night, instead of her recruiting me 
to like be part of her, you know, a part of her singles, we started talking about me doing this. I was just so interested. I've always been really interested in human connection. Um, I love love. So watching it happen, making it happen, it just makes me really happy. Um, and my background is in publicity. So I'm used to kind of helping people create and maintain their images. So it kind of felt like a felt like a fit and I tried it and I've been doing it um, almost like five years now. Oh, and wow. uh, it's, I can't believe that this is like what I wake up every day to do, but uh, I love love. <laughs> but that must be a Lauren thing because I'm a hopeless romantic myself. Like, it was so funny. We had one show, someone was like, so Lauren, where do you see yourself next year? And I was like, married. And Jay was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they, no, literally, they all laughed at me. Everyone in the room, like, laughed. Did they, did you guys not? I don't know if it was laughing at you. We were just like, yo, like, oh. How long ago was this? Like, wow. It was like, a, it was like a year ago. It was like a year or so ago. Lauren, they, 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 they laughed at me. I'm very intentional. I think I, I think I was laughing because I was just so shocked by how convicted <laughs> and how <laughs> like serious you were. You're like, no, a year. I was like, ha, wait, what, for real? Like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was laughing at. Needless to say, I'm not married, but that's not nor that's not here nor that's not here nor. My point is that my point is that people really do believe in love as much as they they say they do, and sometimes um, it's a little bit. You kind of talking about it. We talked about it offline, but it's kind of like a, to some maybe a little bit embarrassing a little bit because being a hopeless romantic, people think that you live on this like cloud, right? And it's not. Um, it's not realistic. So you talked about being PR publicist in a, um, at, at one point and now matchmaker. How do the two kind of go hand in hand with your, like who you are, your brand and things of that nature? Um, well, I think uh, my publicity background really groomed me to be kind of see people for more than they are. Um, the way that we do our matches, I'm really if you swipe all day long on the apps or you're on, you know, any of the, the websites, the, the singles websites, I'm basically doing all of that work for you. So I think my background in publicity, um, it kind of helps me see like beyond the profile. I'm looking at a ton of profiles and I'm looking at people at like kind of surface level. Mm -hmm. um, so to really kind of like dig through and, and get into people. Um, also, I just, I have to get people to trust me. Um, you know, people are paying me to find them love, but that also comes with like my first question to all of my clients is, you know, so what led you here? And a lot of the times it's deep, you know, mm -hmm. um, people me, I mean, people really, really trust me with their stuff. So I think just, um, you know, being really trustworthy and, just my background in PR, just kind of like knowing what to share, knowing not what to share, um, really kind of helped me just hit the ground running when I started. I kind of already knew like how to get into that little place of people. So we're, we want to go into what it is like to be a client of yours, but what is it a day like for you? Like when you wake up and you start your day, how does, what does that look like as a matchmaker? So it usually starts the night before when I'm laying in bed and I look at my email. I really try to do the work-life balance thing, but 
you know, <laughs> anyone that works from home right now during COVID, there is no balance. It's like, it's right here in my dining room. Yeah. But um, so it starts the night before I check my email and then I start having anxiety about all of my clients' love lives. Like you think worrying about your life, love life. I have like 18 love lives that I'm like worried about, thinking about. Um, <laughs> but I, I really can't complain. I wake up. <clears throat> I make my coffee. I sit down and check my emails. I usually have, um, you know, three to seven calls a day, um, which are Zoom calls, which we're all familiar with, um, just where I'm vetting people for my clients or talking to my clients. Um, so those are kind of sprinkled throughout the day. Um, we have a community of about 150,000 people in our database. We, we work in 11 cities. Um, so... I'm just looking all day. It's almost how, like swiping. How does, how does one become a part of your database? Like, I, like I, that, that was going to be my, my question was how, when you said you were researching and, you know, vetting people, like where you even get this data or these people from, do they sign up? Like what, like, yeah. how does that work? So, um, you know, we definitely, we recruit on the ground all over and in non COVID times. Um, I mean, Jay, you've probably seen me out like, I'm a mover and a shaker. I got my business cards and I'm passing out. I walk up to people shamelessly. I'm like, hi, are you single? You know, we do, we do that kind of thing. So we have, you know, in-person recruiting. Um, we recruit a lot in on like professional website. You know, now a lot of it has to be online, unfortunately. Um, I really miss that person to person, like going to events and putting on singles events and that kind of stuff would really get a lot of members. Um, now we do a lot of it online. Uh, we go to professional websites, meetup groups that are online, um, you know, chat rooms, uh, you know, Facebook groups, that kind of stuff. Um, I even have some clients that'll send me people they found on Bumble and then I go try to find them elsewhere. Oh, wow. Okay. That kind of stuff. Uh, it's a lot easier when we can do stuff in person. Um, but our, our database, so to speak, is made up of our clients, um, past and present, um, and then people that we invite to be in our community. Now, the people that we invite to be in our community are heavily vetted. There's no one in there um, that has not had a personal connection with, you know, someone, one of our matchmakers. Um, so, you know, we always make sure that everyone's there for, for the right reason, and everyone's there for different reasons. So, um really so, yeah. really quick really quick before we go on did you ever um recruit anybody from tailgating at the eagles games totally are you kidding <laughs> what? i believe it i'm surprised you're not in the database jay <laughs> put him in there never, Lauren. put him in I there i was never recruited <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm like a five-star um you know running back or something no, i gotta recruit i'm saving me. you I'm sitting in my back pocket. Yes, <laughs> That's funny. All right. Those tailgates for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you make your quota. They're like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> and then awesome. they get there and you're like, oh, I, I had too many beers. This, maybe this is not the right fit. <laughs> exactly. Beginning half of the day. We recruit in the beginning half of the day. The That's, good. Of the day. That's good. That's good. That's good. So <laughs> from, a, from a client's perspective, so let's do hypothetical here. I come to you as a client um, and say, I'm ready, right? And you ask me, how, why did I get here? And I give you whatever story I give you. Um, what are some of the other questions that you're asking your potential clients? Like what are important questions that you would ask? 
So before they even get to me, um, they speak with uh, what we call a member strategist and um, kind of like pinpoint their goals. And, you know, everyone can have different goals. Some people want long-term relationship. Some people want marriage. Some people are fresh from, you know, a divorce and they've been married for 30 years and just want to learn how to date, you know? So um, you talk with a strategist and they do a really, really great job of pairing our matchmakers with the right client. So, you know, they decide you and I would be a really good fit. We would get on, usually I'd meet you for coffee or a drink, but we would get on a Zoom call. (laughs) Um, So we would meet and uh, we would just kind of go over your history, um, dating history, family stuff, anything that helps me kind of get to know really what makes Lauren, Lauren, you know? Um, And then we go over your goals. We talk about everything. I mean, I've heard it all. Everything from, you know, physical preferences to age, religion, you know, ethnicity, background, family, um, education, income level, you name it. Uh, We just go everything that they want. Um, Some of my job does entail a little bit of, kind of leveling expectations Mm. you know sometimes i'll have the women that are like um i don't want to date anyone that's under six feet and i'm like okay well that's great for someone that's 510 but you're (laughs) 53 and what if you're the man of your dreams what if your perfect partner is 59 and you're never going to meet him because you won't look at a guy that's you know so there's so some of the some of my that talk is kind of realigning expectations um kind of where my pr experience really comes in comes in handy well that's um, that's i'm sorry to cut you off but the, that some people look at certain things as non-negotiables so as a client if i was saying to you like can height be a non-negotiable kind of thing yeah really oh, okay essentially my job is to help you so if the height thing is getting in the way of me finding good matches for you. Then I would come into you and be like, look, I have found so many great guys that don't meet your height expectation. I really, really think you should reconsider. But if you're like, no, I'd say, okay. Okay. I get that. You know, I would, yeah. I always do what my clients want them to do, but I'm, I'm a matchmaker also that's kind of known for pushing back. Like I will challenge you. Because okay. I'll never bring you a match that I don't feel really strongly about. So when my clients say no to me, I'm kind of like, do you want to, I actually, that happened to me today. Um, I've been looking for a match for a client for like three weeks now. It's her first match. She's awesome. I love her. I found this guy. I was like, I found him. I found the guy. She was like, no, I'm going to decline. And I was just like, you know, so. Um, and then it's based off of physical um no this was actually um she lives in out, out in LA and she um wants a guy she doesn't have any family and she wants a guy with a family that she could join oh hmm. but she okay. never mentioned it to me and she it's not one of her deal breakers and it's n- I mean it was never talked about before however she also has some like pretty um she's in her mid 30s she doesn't want kids and she's tattooed head to toe so right there those are some pretty difficult, the not wanting kids, it, male, male or female, it is a little difficult when you get, when you're in your mid thirties, because a lot of people, that's the age where they're, where they do want kids. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things that are, you know, already make it tough. And she said, no, in my heart, 
just broke. I was like, oh, so I'm, I'm right now I'm trying to talk her into it. She could still say no to me and that's fine. And I'll, I'll let her, but I'm still gonna. Normally people don't want to join the family because especially if you don't know what's popping with the family. <laughs> I said to her, I said, be careful what you wish for because just cause he is a family, just cause someone has a family doesn't mean it's a good family to join. <laughs> it's it literally my biggest anxiety because I'm a huge family person. Jay will tell you like me and my family, like we're super close, tight knit. So it's always about like, oh my God, is my family going to like him? And yeah. then it's like, that's my first thing. And then it's, well, ooh, what is his family going to be like? And, I, and I've and i always run into that people don't operate like my family. So it's really weird when I don't, when I, when I have dated someone who doesn't have a very family, family orientated family. I'm like, what's up with y'all? Like what's going on? But yeah. not about me. So <laughs> like but that, not that makes a difference in compatibility. You probably wouldn't be very compatible with someone that's like not family oriented. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say, it, it, it sounds like your description of a matchmaker, you're someone's therapist, their agent, their <laughs> like confidant, their lawyer, like you have to know so much. So I, it, it sounds like um, with your having to juggle 18 different people's love lives, it's a lot of work. That's, yeah. So is that like a, a 24 hour a day sort of thing? Or do you kind of put yourself boundaries, uh, give yourself boundaries throughout yeah. the days and the weeks? I mean, just the kind of person I am, if I could work 24 hours a day, I just would. And, you know, you have to have that balance. Um, so I definitely hold like my office hours when I'm in the office, so to speak. But um, I, I always make time for clients. And a lot of my clients go out on their dates you know, at nighttime. So if my client in LA goes out, it's two hours later here, three hours later here. Um, sometimes I do get phone calls or, you know, my favorite are the angry, angry clients. Those, those, you know, late night phone calls. So what's your, what's your success rate? That's an interesting question. So that's always really hard to measure the success rate because okay. you know, like I mentioned earlier, everyone comes here for a different reason. So success is different to everyone. You know, some people come looking for marriage. Some people are fresh from the divorce. Um, so we kind of like determine goals for each client and I help them reach their goals. So in that sense, I would say, um, you know, I do have many happy couples. I have a lot of <laughs> successful matches. That's cool. I have, clients, I have clients that worked with me for a year and are still single, but they gain the confidence to date. And they used, you know, the service as like a growing experience. So you're, you're putting up Hall of Fame numbers. You're putting up Hall of Fame numbers to say that you're doing well and everybody's happy. <laughs> if, if I measure my success rate by happy clients, nah, they're not always happy with me. Not always. Most time. I, I mean, I hope so. But, you know. Yeah. We're all that's just the way it works. Yeah. And it's also like a human business. So that's another element. You know, we're True. dealing with the most emotional thing we're dealing with like love and heartbreak and all of that so you know yeah so i am i used to be really a heavy reality tv junkie so i used to watch million dollar matchmaker which was one of the first reality shows right mm -hmm. um and i think her name was patty if i remember right yes. so <laughs> Patty used to be like, you got to change your hair. You need to lose 10 pounds. You got to do this, whatever. Um, do you guys have a little bit of that in your 
um, when you do your matchmaking or are you kind of like, we take you as, as you are? You know, we always take everyone as they are, but one of the really great things that um, my company does, and there's a lot of different companies out there. Um, we actually, in your package, when you sign up for a matchmaker, you get date coaching sessions with an actual date coach. Cause I'm not an actual coach. I just can get coached sometimes. Um, so an actual like certified coach, my dog's barking right now, working from home with COVID. Um, yeah. But uh, we also do a styling session with a stylist. We call it like a closet edit where, where you take oh. them in your closet and they help you like kind of edit your closet. Um, and then we do a photo shoot for them. So when we're presenting these matches, we have professional photos. I always like my girls to get their hair and makeup done for the photos. Um, so while we're not going to change you, we're definitely going to try to make you the best version of yourself that, you know, we can present. That's fun. I, th that seems yeah. like very fun. So do you only take female clients as, um, in, in, or? No, we take oh, men. Okay. Most, of our, most of our clients are female. I'd say it's probably about 80 80-20. Um, and do you have male matchmakers as well? We are actually an all-female female company. Okay. Um, there are uh, there are, are male matchmakers out there, uh, but my particular company is all uh, women run and it's all women. It's actually the first woman-only company I've ever worked for. So why is it called 3D Rule? So, um... Three day, so do you guys, so three day rule is like an old school. Yeah, you gotta wait three days to like call her back or whatever. Yes. Oh, so I, okay. So the three day rule, it's like an old dating rule. It was a, it was a lot of like like movies, like teen movies and sitcoms, like uh, rom-coms like rom -com. in the 90s and yeah, it, was like a, it, it was like a thing. It kind of like insists that a person wait three days before, you know, contacting the other person. Kind of insinuating that like the same day text or call is too eager. Um, the next day seems planned, but three days is somehow the perfect amount of time. Um, right. It's not our secret sauce. It's just the name of our company. Okay, <laughs> so you're not suggesting that. <laughs> no, I'm. I would definitely like to make contact much sooner than three days. I okay, think we should wait three days. <laughs> so, what do you think the top three things, since we're going with the number three? Um, are when your clients come to you and say, I need this, this, and this, what, what are normally the top three things? Um, kind, I would say. Okay. Is my dog bark bothering too much? No, you're fine. Babies barking at his treats. We can still um, hear you, we're good. Um, I would say kindness is uh, probably what I see the most. Um, income. And not necessarily women looking for men that make more money. A lot of it is equal, equal income. Okay. Um, and uh, a, one that I see a lot lately is like driven and ambitious, but also a new one that has come up is how are you handling the pandemic? Yeah. Um, how are you reacting to the stress? Um, how are you handling a job loss, a layoff? kids being home so it's, it's like how are you basically like uh, adapting like yeah. are, are are is that person able to adapt to, to things when things don't go according to plan that's a lot about a person because if you're picking someone yeah. to go to life with you, you want to know when right. when it go you know comes crashing down how are they that's legit that's legit yeah interesting yeah. cool i like that 
So I knew income was going to be uh, one of the things. I thought that was going to be number one, to be honest. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, wait, kind? <laughs> well, you know what? So I lied earlier when I said no one asked any questions in our um, in our uh, DMs about what they want to matchmaker. Someone asked, are you allowed to ask them what their credit score is? Like, find, like you know, I've actually never had someone ask me that. But I have had women say, like, he must have good credit, own a home. Well, yeah, okay. I didn't, I don't mean the actual number, but are, are they allowed to say, look, he has to have, he can't be in bankruptcy. He can't, like, we wanted to get a house together. He needs to be able to get qualified. Totally. And that's a legitimate, <laughs> and I think that's a legitimate ask. Um, so you know how you always have that, like, one friend that you're like, I just, I saw this guy on Instagram, and she's like, I got it. And she, like, finds him. So I have that friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's us. So, like, we can't do like legal background searches, but we're those little, you know, detectives that can find out all kinds of stuff. And a lot of, I mean, you can look up a lot. Of I was stuff. gonna say most of that stuff is like public public records anyway. Yeah, so. it is. It is. Definitely, you know, a lot of the women that come to us, they come to us because we're doing all the vetting, and it's a safe way to date. You know, you never know who you're gonna meet when you're just meeting someone off an app, especially going to meet them in person. Um, especially now with COVID going on, a walk, nothing's open, going on a walk with a stranger. You don't know. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, we do a really good job at vetting and making sure that there's quality, safe people in our community. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like, I was, when, when, when quarantine started, I was thinking about like how people are going to date, like, what are they going to do? And, you know, as time went on, you come to figure out like, you know, virtual dating is a thing. And then I was thinking, I'm like, I think that's like actually a better first time to meet someone moving forward. Like, meet them online, and, and then if it's not worth it, then you can just, like, leave. <laughs> and then if it's something you want to carry on, like, to an actual date, then you go on a date. I was like, that actually makes sense to me. You want to know why? Because you're a man, and you're probably sick of spending money on first dates. And <laughs> <laughs> but that was, you know what, though? A, you're right. But B, that wasn't even what I was thinking. I was just thinking, like, like I guess for me, it was more, more so time. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to waste my time. That's, yeah, so, definitely. I mean, when yeah. this all went down a year ago, I was like, that's it. The dating industry is done. I have to find a new job. This is nice while it lasted. Nah. Oh, my gosh. Business is booming. People want to connect more than ever because yeah. we can't, you know. Yeah. And, um, and we're all lonely and depressed and, you know, mm -hmm. we want that interaction. Yeah, at first people were like, video date, that's weird, I don't want to do it. And I had a lot of clients put their accounts on hold, not want a video date, and then slowly but surely everyone's doing Zoom meetings and they're getting more familiar. Kids are doing yeah. video cool and it's kind of like our new normal and people are loving the video but it's, but it's like it's it's also if you if you think about like just um the way people find dates it's you know it, there's always like a first like ah, i don't know but they said that about with the old video the vhs dating tape they said that about chat rooms meeting someone in the chat room they said that about match.coms and all that they said that about all that stuff and then like you saw one person got married yeah. for this and then it was like oh well, let me try and it's just, that's how it always works. That's why I was like, it's just a matter of time before like people really start to go into it. Yeah, and you've seen it with the evolution of the apps. You know, first it was Tinder and that was like the hookup app. And slowly, one by one, they, they became more legitimized. And now there's ones for like millionaires and there's ones, but there's all different kinds. And they're different, really your, 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 like your religion, like your, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's all over the place now.
Yeah. So that's a great segue to my next question. How do you feel about dating apps? Like, do you think that at some point you need to, we, people need to learn how to date the old fashioned way, or do you think that dating apps are here to stay and it's like the way of the world? I think dating apps are here to stay. Um, but I think that the, what the dating apps have done, um, is like speed everything up, which I love that how I said the, the video dates are like slowing dating down. People are like, where people usually, you know, they used to be like sleeping together the first date. Now you're having a video date and like actually talking to the person and not having six drinks on your first date and going home with them, you know? Um, the good old days. Oh, stop. <laughs> I mean, like secrets, Jay. <laughs> I'm not talking about um, no, so like what the apps, I think, I feel like what they've done is they've made people really disposable. You know, everyone, you know, you have the ability to talk to 15 people at a time. So you're not really giving your, yourself the chance to focus on one or two or three people. I always say to date a couple people at a time until you want to be exclusive with someone. But, um, you know, you're having surface conversation with 15 different people. Mm -hmm. How far can you really go? And then, if, you know, if someone doesn't respond for a day and a half, sometimes they'll unmatch you. But like, what if you just didn't go on the app for a day and a half? Or what if you got sick? Or what if something happened with your kid? Or, you know, there's all kinds of things. And I think it's just made people like very, very impatient. Yeah. Um, and it's also made people like that checklist that you have. I want this, this, and this, and this. It's like, we've turned, we've turned into baseball cards. We're all baseball yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked about checklists before. I, I, I honestly feel like dating apps are keeping y'all in business. I think they're going to get tired of doing the disposable. They're like, oh, I don't have time. Or now we can't go anywhere. Is there another way to do this? But like for real. And that's when you come in. So I feel like those help you out. Yeah. People are tired of dating apps. I mean, there are just as many people that don't want a relationship that yeah. they do. So that's fine to each his own. People like that are really no, no, go. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say the people that are really looking for something serious, it's not that those people aren't on the apps. They're, it's just really hard to find because there's so many people. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was a serial dating app person. Like, you know, I would jump from app to app. I had to learn about Tinder the hard way. Jay actually was like, you know, Tinder is a hookup app, right? And I'm like, wait, it, what? It, oh, it wasn't always. It, it was yeah, it was. App. It was, it was the first one, but it was, it was kind of like the, wasn't it, it was not, was it not the, the, um, cause there was grinder for that yeah. community. And then uh -huh. it was like the hookup for like, all right, hetero, whatever. Here was, here was. Yeah, why uh, can't tender. we have fun too? Right. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, I don't want that. I had some. Like getting married off of it. And then they changed something and that's what it ruined it. Listen, I had some weird shit happen and I was telling Jay and he was like, where is, I was like Tinder. And he, we were like, no, I'm like, oh, I'm but you're not looking, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're not looking for that. Yeah, right. the wrong app. <laughs> so I, I'm one of those people that if, you know, you know, God willing, my situation works out and I end up becoming someone's wife and mom and all that stuff like that. But if it doesn't, um, I would have, I would cringe to have to go back to, to dating apps because it doesn't matter which one you go to. Um, I feel like you still find, like, I'm not trying to be funny, right? So I've gone to dating apps that are specifically supposed to be for African-Americans, right? So, and then I get on there and then there's people who are not African. And I'm like, why are you in here? Or sometimes you're even swiping and you'll see women in the women, in the women pool, for, in the men pool. And I'm like, 
No, like that's why they ask you what you're like. If I was looking for a woman, then I would press some button. Correct. <laughs> so I just feel like there's so so much manipulation sometimes in dating apps that you get tired and you're like, this just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, those are all they all work off of algorithms. So there's really no human right. touch. Yeah, and I think that. Christian mingle at, at you know at, at some point you know what I mean I'm like look well at least you know we can share the same spiritual background maybe he'll be a little bit better nada do you get what I'm trying to say so yeah. I, I, I've always said like is there a right app for for someone but you you're always going to run the risk of meeting yeah. someone that is just not know. it it also depends on the demographic like so we're talking about tinder right so we're all in philly and tinder here is a hookup app I was in Chicago a couple weeks ago, right outside of Chicago, small, small town. Um, Tinder is their dating app and it's not a hookup app like it is here because I was talking to this guy and he was telling me he was on Tinder. I was like, Tinder, I'm like, oh, you got to get off Tinder. And he was showing me and I went on his app. It's not like that there. So different areas. Yeah, different areas. I guess I, I guess because if you know if you're I mean I, I lived in Chicago for a little while but being in the city it's a city but as soon as you go outside the city you're in you know middle, middle America middle. <laughs> so you know I get it that makes sense but if you're in like a city like Philly or New York or something that wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily wouldn't be the same right thing. right so one might say oh a matchmaker I know I can't afford this right and I definitely don't want to be specific about how much the services cost but are there levels to it or, or, or is it like a flat rate type of thing? Yeah, no, there's, there's levels. So we do like um, three month memberships and six month memberships. Um, and they come with three matches or six matches, depending which one and the dating coaches, the photo shoot, the styling session, all my guidance, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, so we have that, our packages start at 5,900 and go up. We also have like a VIP package that's like way, way, way up there. So we have all different levels, but then of course we also have our free pool um, and it's made up of all different kinds of people. It's people that used to be clients that you know already did their package, but they still wanna be part of our community. It's people that wanna dip their toe and kind of aren't sure about the whole matchmaking thing yet and wanna just try it out. Um, it's people that we've found like specifically for clients that we've invited. Okay. Um, so you can still, be a, get a part of the action um, if you don't want to pay and you just want to want to try it out. What is some? What does one get in the VIP package? Like, what's a part of that? That would like if I was your VIP matchmaker. Um, I mean, it's just kind of like a higher level. Um, so I would give you um, like if I'm your matchmaker now, I say. Here's your match. Here's your guy. Here's found him. I'm exchanging your info. You put oh. your trust in me. Here you go. VIP, we do more of like a here's five options, you know. So it's more of like they have uh, kind of more options, more freedom to like pick and choose. Uh, but they also get um, a more personalized, like, you know, let's say my VIP client was in LA. I would fly out there and meet with them versus if it was just a regular client in LA. We would be doing video, you know, video gotcha. stuff like that. Um, I always like to treat every client like VIP though. I mean, for me, the only big difference in that is um, the actual, like the options, they get kind of like more matches and stuff. Got you. 
and you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I believe people get what they pay for. And I actually like to hear that, like, your, like your business is priced at a higher value because I think then people would take it more seriously. Because wow. if I, you know, if I'm on Plenty of Fish and it's free, you know what I'm trying to say? Anybody can be on there versus you say your start your packages started at 5900 if i'm going to put out six thousand dollars for something maybe i'm really serious about what i want my next step to be you know just depending on what that looks like and do you think you see that level of seriousness with your clients absolutely and i was actually that brought up a good point so let's say you're lauren in our free pool and i call you and i say hey um i have a client john um that i think would be a really good match for you so you're a free member but you'll take this more, more seriously because you know that this guy is paying thousands of dollars for me to look for matches. Yeah, so like, absolutely. This isn't someone that's going to ghost me because he's paying for this service. So it's, it shows their level of investment and also everything you get with the package and like my service, it's emotional investment. It's a time investment. It's a lot. They're in it. You know, yeah. there's no ghosting here. <laughs> have you ever, wow. had, have you ever had to, unfortunately, in someone's membership to their level of engagement or bad behavior, per se? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, luckily, I have awesome higher ups and bosses. I never have to do that, that dirty work uh, myself. But I have had a couple situations where clients have um, I've had a couple clients yell at me, you know, just kind of lose their cool. And at that point, you really want to have a great relationship because I'm looking for love for you. Um, so, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I did have a male client that was inappropriate with a couple of his matches that we had to part ways with that kind of stuff. So even if you're a paying, paying client, you still have to behave. Absolutely. Have you ever had, have you ever had, um, men be inappropriate to you or is that, has there ever, ever been anything like that? I, I want to hear the spicy stories. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So it's always fun when you do, you know, I'm doing these interviews all day. So like, I like to say, I'm going out on the first date for you. That's what I like to tell my female clients. I'll, I'm doing the first date for you. So when you go out with them, it's like you're on the second date and you already, you know, know that you have all these things in common. So yes, I've definitely had the, well, I'm not interested in your client, but how about you? <laughs> things and it's always very awkward and I have to like laugh it off and be all nice even though like, I don't want to be yeah like, don't, be a, don't be such a creep like don't be a creep now you can't meet my client you just ruined it for yourself some right? of them can't help some of them can't help themselves yeah it's like I really liked you until you did that <laughs> now Lauren uh, I may want to oh no you go Jay go first no I had, I had another question with uh, as far as just like just messy stuff like as far as the matchmaker goes what's their status like like if you if you look about if you look across the board of all all the uh the staff i guess of a three-day rule are a lot, a lot of them married or are they single or are they in relationships or this or is it kind <laughs> of a mix question it's a good question i think we're all kind of all over the place um mm -hmm. i would say i would say most of us most of them are, are probably married um we're kind of a young company. We've been around for 10 years. So a lot of our matchmakers are like, um, you know, late twenties to early forties age. So yeah, a lot of them are married. There's lots of new babies in the company right now. Um, yeah. but also, you know, there's, there's a divorce. I mean, we're kind of like all over the place, which is great because then we're really relatable to our clients, you know? Right. Um, right. 
you know, a matchmaker that's 28 and has never been married or is, is you know, a, a newlywed is probably not going to be the best match for a bitter divorcee that is like lived of, life kind of hating him right now and wants yeah, to, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll just say that someone who's lived life, <laughs> it may not be yeah. a, a good fit for someone who's just like, you know, in La La Land and honeymoon, honeymoon yeah. phases. So I was just curious. That's all. Yeah. We're all over the place. We're all over the place. So I only have a couple more questions for you. Yeah. But, you know, just in case this whole podcasting thing doesn't work out and I want to change my career, right? Um, matchmaking probably would probably be the next step. But, no, honestly... If someone would want to be a part of the three-day rule team or wanted to be a matchmaker, what are some things that you, um, your team are, is looking for in someone? Yeah, so I know that they, there's always there's like a little section on our website. If you go, it's threedayrule.com um, that like has little bios on everyone on the team, and then I think it's it says like if you want to become a part of our team. Um, but Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would just kind of like immerse myself in like the dating world. There's so many awesome um, books out there and podcasts and um, TED Talks and dating coaches, um, even doing like an Instagram search um, for like date coaches and following some some people and just kind of like learning the industry. Um, it, it does really mesh with coaching and I know coaching is like a really big thing right now there's all kinds of of coaches um and it's a really cool thing that people are doing almost in lieu of like different therapies you know um there's there's money coaches there's business coaches there's sex coaches there's all different kinds um so I think maybe like exploring different coaching ways and, and that kind of stuff and really like learning about all of that stuff so if you ever do want to go into that you can present yourself as you know knowing about the industry I mean it's a it's a big dating is such a big industry and there's so many yeah. different facets so um, speaking of that's a good segue for my next question um are there's a two-parter are there a lot of celebrities that come to you guys and have you ever hooked up someone a, a celebrity with with a date question go ahead <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you don't have to say names, but you know, I will not say any names because I pride myself on being trustworthy. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it is a really great way to privately date. Um, so if you're famous, you don't want to be on Tinder. I mean, maybe no. you're that kind of famous person, but uh, you know, having your face out I'm a, there. I'm gonna, put you, I'm gonna put you this way. If you're famous and you're on Tinder, you're doing this whole thing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> what kind of famous you are but yeah um a couple celebrities have met their husbands on bumble um what wasn't i don't know i don't think it's melissa mccarthy it was it's another famous comedian she met her she met her, her husband oh, really? yeah um she's funny uh what is her name amy schumer yes oh my gosh are you serious i love yes her. she met her husband on bumble that's awesome that's awesome but that yeah, makes sense for her a lot of celebrities don't I mean, most, I know most don't do that, but I'm just saying, like, so awesome. Maybe they're like, well, let's figure it out. But I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah celebrities come to us all the time, um, and we we work with them all the time. Yeah. Interesting. So, I don't want this conversation to end because I could talk about this like <laughs> dating stuff all night long. But um, in case 
we have a listener who wants to uh, be a client of yours. How would they go about it? So um, you can go to my Instagram um, is a really easy way. It's matched by Lauren. Um, and there is a link in my bio that will send you straight to our free sign up if you want to be a member, like part of my free pool. Fill it out. I will give you a call. We'll chat. I'll get to know you. I'll help you with your profile and get you in our pool. Um, or if you're interested in learning more about becoming a client and having a matchmaker work on your behalf, we can talk about that too. But yeah, if you just hit that link, that'll get you in contact with me. Cool. So we'll have all that information ready for our listeners. It'll be in our information box on our YouTube channel and in the podcast. This was so much fun, Lauren. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. What do you say we put Jay into the into the pool, Jay? Listen, judging from your criteria, I do not meet those criteria. I'm not over six foot. No, that's not. (laughs) You have all kinds of people. I'm not. Someone's someone's criteria. No, I'm just messaging. Um, I'll have to think about that. Why not? What you supposed to think about? I'm working. Look, that's that's another conversation for another day. It sounds like you need some coaching too, Jay. Ah, there you I'm, go, actually Lauren. Really, I'm actually really great on dates. That's not the problem. <laughs> I, I, I'm really I, great on dates. You're a catch. Mm. Well, well, I appreciate some, that. We'll ease him into the process, Lauren. We'll ease him into the process. Just get off, get off Tinder to start. No, I'm, I don't, I'm yo keeping it keeping it 100. I'm not on any dating apps whatsoever. I haven't been on apps in years, like a couple years now. Wow, so, really? I, mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got off like two years ago, off all of them. I'm not on any of them. The, only, the last time I was on Bumble was because a friend of mine threw an event for Bumble and you needed to have Bumble to get into the party. Get I was like, in. all right. I just, I just like signed in and that was it. And like, yeah. I would have friends like I, I grew up or not grew up, but I went to school with. They're like, you're on Bumble. I'm like, am I? I haven't been on it in like years. And I had to like delete the account. And yeah, so I haven't been on it in years. All right, well, Lauren, we'll have a part two of this when we add Jay to the <laughs> pool. We'll, add, we'll oh ask him about God. some of that story. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> That's funny. All right, everybody. So you already know what it is. This is Lauren Reed with the Lauren Reed Live Show. Make sure you are following us on all social media platforms. And also make sure you are following waterice.com. We are your scoop to everything Philly. And you see this cool merch that Jay has on? Oh, oh. You see it? You see it? You see it? Make sure you go to the site and check out our shop where you can get your hoodies because it's still cold outside, everyone. And your hats and everything else is all there. So make sure you check it out. Um, we have some really good stuff coming up for you guys. The Lauren Re Live show is back in full effect. We are glad to be back and have these amazing shows like tonight. Because I yeah. know we got singles out there. So, and I know some of you got money too. So, Valentine's Day, guys. We need you need a sweetheart. People got bread. They could, they could, if they, they want to, they'll do it. They'll Look, do it. I'll be seeing those things that y'all buying that y'all be flossing on Instagram. Y'all could pay this money to get this. The right guy. You've got your stimulus check. Save it. <laughs> got that stimmy. Go get yourself a, a new man, okay? All right, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and we are going to jump out of here. And you always know how we end this show. Not all superheroes wear capes, but Jay. Sometimes they wear headphones. All right. See you guys later. See you guys. <laughs>